Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, I am hitting the record button because I have three starting points to this reflection. Uh, this is not really a list where there are three separate things to discuss. These three things that are on my mind are all related to the uh, a central phenomenon. And I'm not sure what that phenomenon is. Last year, I did a reflection um, where I talked about... And on my website, if you go to my website, I talk about the different types of reflections that I do. It's been a while since I've done one like this, at least consciously where I feel like I'm sitting on a truth, but I don't know what that truth is until I get in it. So the three things that are on my mind are all different. They're all about different pathways to get into the truth part of the reflection. Um, So they're not separate. They're connected. So let me tell you what they are. The first one is I'm on vacation. And I'm super excited. I'm super excited to, um, I've chosen to not go to visit my sister, which is what I do on my vacations. I didn't want to be local. I didn't want to stay in my hometown. That's the only drawback. But I might, I plan on going to another city and spending a few days. But it's still going to be with, it's still going to be within the region when I visit my sister like I'm I've crossed several regions to do so so I'm going to be local and I'm excited about what that means I get to do some me time I don't have to spend time with people and as much as I love my sister I'm excited about spending some alone time and being in my head and doing a lot of concept work so reading writing um I might kick out a few tiktoks Right. And even though TikTok is very visible, visual, and it's also kinesthetic, there's a body element to TikTok. It's still what I love about TikTok. It still sits on a concept. A lot of people don't understand that about TikTok. It's still concept driven. Awesome. So I get a chance to play in concepts and just rest in concepts, uh, restore in concepts, calibrate in concepts. I am in concept heaven. So that's one thing that I'm, one thing that is influencing this reflection. Cause I'm gonna go into some concepts and I fully expect that there are some concepts that I need to get at to get to this phenomenon of truth that I'm sitting on. Okay. So that's one entrance point. My second entrance point is I am, um, Needing to take the bumpiness of my job and sit with it and be really, really honest about it. I was about to start romanticizing the job and to say, if only this, because they just put me on an assignment in February and that assignment has turned sour. (laughs) 
Anyway, I'm not going to go down that. You have to listen to the previous reflection. I don't know if in the previous reflection if I have the level of resolve that I have this morning. So I'm recording this on a Sunday morning. I did that reflection on a Friday morning two days ago. And um, I had an amazing breakthrough. It got a little it got a little bit emotional. That emotion was about release, relief, and grief. And it was all three of those. I released something. I had I released a lie that I had been living with. And in that release, there was relief. It was, I, I literally felt the burden shift off of me. And then there was grief that I had lived with that lie for so long. And so in that moment of release, relief, and grief, I cry. I don't cry most of the time when, when you guys hear me cry. It's very fast. I allow for that to be in this journaling project. I, I don't linger in the tears. There's probably one once I lingered in the tears, and that's when my dad died. But um, so I I cried <laughs> the previous one, and so after I hit the after I published the reflection, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but it's, it is what it is. It is it is the authenticity part. Um, over is I'm just at a place of maturity where I can handle the authenticity. Even when it makes me uncomfortable, I can still handle it. So, anywho, um, I am now not going to. I wanted to say, let's think about my work, my relationship, my relationship to work, my relationship to employment prior to this assignment. And that's, that's, that, that would be, that would be wrong. Um, that'd be, that would be wrong to do. And so I don't want to, I don't want to romanticize what my employment is and what it isn't. And so that's the second thing that I am, um, that's, that's sitting with me right now that I need to be really honest about not the job, but about employment, not about the assignment, not about the organization. But about my relationship with employment, I've got to be honest about it. And that leads me to the third thing that is impacting this reflection starting off. I listened to some content um, this morning from a lady that I'm going to call the INTJ professional. She's very similar to the guy I call the INTJ academic. They, they have very similar cadence in how they talk. Very similar. But whereas the INTJ academic connects me more to the academic me, this partic- this young lady connects me to my professional self. In a, it's interesting. And so I'm going to call her the INTJ professional. But her, her, her name on the internet is Alexis Kingsley. Alexis Kingsley. And so I listened to some content that she, um, I listened to some content that she put out about differentiating the INTJ from the INTP. And that's because um, part of me thinking about employment, about the concepts that I want to play around with, 
it has an INTP undertone to it. There's something about how I'm feeling this morning that is making me curious about INTJ, the INTP personality type. So I went on the internet to look for some content. I found something that was like INTJ versus INTP. I was like, well, I'm an INTJ thinking about an INTP. We'll listen to that. And so I actually listened to that content twice this morning. So all three of those are influencing the starting point. We're almost 10 minutes in and I haven't done my disclaimers. I'm about to do that, but let me recap. My starting point, I don't know where this reflection is going to take me, but my starting point is really excited about having, of being able to linger in some concepts, just to spend time with concepts. I'm so excited Um, about the... Relationship that I'm having with employment and not allowing myself to romanticize the job. Uh, earlier treatments of the job. And then the third thing is this young lady. And the reason why she connects is because she said something about INTJs being efficient and being like, let's go the direct route. What's the direct route? And I think that's what creates conflict for me in terms of employment. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so I don't know which one I'm going to, I don't know which one of these reflections I'm going to linger in. So here it goes. All right, let's just get started. Let me do my disclaimers. Um, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two that I use the most are Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as being an African-American woman. From a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma, I'm a trained and practicing social scientist and educator of about 30 years Half of that time has been in leadership. I loosely, loosely play around with an identity called the critical race feminist. And that's just a very quick and easy way for me to tell, help, help people to understand that I have an intellectual sensitivity to power as it relates to the social world, particularly as relating to social constructs such as race, class, gender, sexuality, to name a few, only a few. This project is unedited and it's unscripted. If you want to know more about this project or about me, please feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. All right, all right. So I would love to... um I would love to just talk about this video that I watched from the INTJ professional um, because she talked about, she con- compared and contrasted the INTJ from the INTP in several ways in talking about religion, books, arguments, and how they dress. And um, I'm, 
I want to talk about me in that juxtaposition. I also want to challenge it a little bit as it relates to what are called facets. But I ultimately think what she did was just good. I mean, it was really, really helpful. And, um, but I probably am going to do a YouTube video response to her. So I can just strictly talk about those categories, religion, books, arguments, and dressing. I think, I think I want to just take a piece of what she said in this reflection here that I think is most relevant. We'll see. She talked about the INTJs and the TE. There are two things I want to say. In her talking about religion, she said INTJs are going to be more prone to being in some kind of organized religion than INTP because of the TE, the extroverted thinking part of us. The extroverted thinking part is very connected to outer world structures, uh, responding to structures, responding to organizations. And um, she also connected that to, to, she linked the FIN, introverted feeling, but I'm not really, um, I'm not really interested in that part of her discussion for now. Uh, but just the organizational part of us, the, the INTJ does respond well to organizational structures. And this is, this is important in terms of whatever truth um, whatever phenomenon that I'm sitting on this morning in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of this reflection. Okay. The second thing she said about the INTJ, and this is nothing new for me, but it's just, it's just a good reminder is that we like to be efficient. Now, I often associate efficiency with TI, introverted thinking. I believe INTJs want to be effective, extroverted. Um, we want to be effective. We want to get a thing done. And if getting the thing done means we have to linger, then we're not going to be efficient. Effectiveness is more important than efficiency. However, th this point about efficiency is still valid about the INTJ because we are still going to take the most efficient route to being effective, but it's comparatively, comparatively so we're efficient, not in an absolute way. Okay, here it is. We are contextually efficient, not... Mm, Not absolutely efficient. I'm going to try it one more, one more way. We are efficient within context. It's not an absolute though. And so that efficiency part of the INTJ um, that I'm identifying with is related to this struggle that I'm having with employment. (sighs) 
you guys know that my world structurally fell apart. Oftentimes I connect that to the end of my relationship, but that's not the complete story. In that relationship, I made decisions for structural security based on that relationship. And I lost myself in that relationship. That's the problem. Whereas if I had I not been functioning in that relationship, I would have made different structural decisions based on me. But because I was trying to be interdependent in the relationship, I made structural decisions with another person. That person was not committed to that interdependency in in the way that I was. And maybe that's not fair either. That's not that's not a fair statement because in many ways I wasn't committed to that. In I was committed to that interdependency up until um it bumped up against my convictions. So Yeah, this is this is an interesting thing about an INTJ that I'm, that's coming to my brain right now. Oftentimes I struggle with the introverted feeling like, well, I do have convictions. Well, if I have those convictions, does that mean I'm an INFP? Because I have strong convictions. And I don't know how to always reconcile that, right? Because those convictions are strong. And I'm like, well, if they're strong... Does that mean I should move them to the top of my stack? That's not, I mean, does that mean I should move FI to the top of my stack? That's not completely an an accurate way to see the cognitive functions in our preferred stack. And I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, you guys. So just bear with me. Hopefully I won't forget where I was at. But this feels important. I think... INTJs have a conviction on effectiveness and efficiency. We don't look at that as we don't look at that as a conviction, but it is a conviction. Right? Check this out. This is interesting. What I'm saying is that effectiveness is not just about skill. It's about a conviction. about how I value my time. And I'm saying, this is interesting. I really want an expert because you guys know I'm not an, I'm not a Myers-Briggs expert. I would love for an, an expert to take, to tackle this. Maybe I have, I'm confused and it's really not as deep as I'm, <laughs> as I'm presenting it. But right now it's deep to me. Okay. <laughs> Cut me some slack, okay? Thank you very much. So those are two judging functions where you make decisions. Hold on. I'm thoroughly confused right now. I'm thoroughly confused. Because if they're both judging functions... Okay. Okay, I think I got it. I think I just worked myself out of that. Extroverted thinking 
is about external standards, external processes, external structures. It's about analysis and getting things done. Okay. I feel better. Oftentimes, this is what I think it is. This is so good. This is so good. I'm 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 having a breakthrough. I think the type community needs to thank me for what I'm about to do right here. You guys are welcome, by the way. <laughs> this is a breakthrough. This is what I'm thinking. Oftentimes you hear people associate uh, effectiveness and efficiency. Let's just put them together with thinking. And that has to be broken down. And there are two components to that. Effectiveness is an ability and it is a conviction. It's the ability to be effective and it's a conviction to be effective. And for the INTJ, we hold both the ability and the conviction. And I think, I no longer think effectiveness is about TE than it is about FI. Because without the conviction to do it, it wouldn't matter. Yes, we have the ability to do it through our analysis, our thinking lens. But it's about what we value that makes us efficient and effective. That's interesting. Anyway, anyway, that's interesting. <laughs> that was a rabbit hole. So I got to find my way back here. <laughs> Okay. So in anyway, so this young lady was saying that hold on. So this young lady was saying that the INTJ is going to be connected to uh organizations and we're also going to want to be efficient with our time. We're going to be efficient. We're going to find the fastest route the cleanest route, the leanest route, leanin', leanest, L-E-A-N, route to get to the destination. And I agree with that. And as it relates to me, I already know what the answer is. I already figured it out. I just figured out what my struggle is this morning. It's not a breakthrough. I'm not going to have a breakthrough. I got a problem. And what just revealed, the problem has just been revealed to me. And hopefully as an INTJ, we are problem solvers. Hopefully naming the problem will give me an opportunity to start solving it. So let me tell you what was just what just was revealed to me. Um, the problem. Let me let me reveal that to you. Um, 
And this is nothing new. I've been wrestling with this for about a year and a half. I've I've said this. And you know what, you guys? I, I... one of the other things in terms of hitting this, the, the record button, I'm thinking about the second half of life, which is going to make a difference in terms of how my INTJ shows up. And I think this is one of the reasons why there's an INTP pulling on me because I'm in the second half of life versus when I was very myopic. In the first half of life, I was strictly INTJ-ish. Well, I've matured and in those cognitive functions, I'm more comfortable in them. And I'm able to dip down in the shadow stack and, and linger and play with those other functions, which gives me breath. I have greater breath as an, as an, as an older INTJ. Um, then somebody, then I did when I was younger. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go down that pathway. Okay, you guys, um, I have been on pause for about five minutes in my head. Um, so I don't know exactly where I left off. I can, but I can tell you that I'm struggling with defining the problem. So even though I feel like it's clear in my head, it's not. <laughs> it's not clear. It's, it's, it's like it's an impression and I'm still struggling with giving words to it. So I put myself on pause to see if I could find words for it. And, um, so it, I don't feel like I have it. But let me, I don't even know where I left off, but let me just try to uh, define the problem. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, This is really tough. I don't know why I'm struggling here. I think there are a couple of things that that I'm struggling with, that, that are a couple of issues impacting the struggle. And I don't know if they're equal. I would imagine that there's a stack here. There's a, some kind of hierarchy, but I don't know what it is yet. So let me just give them to you randomly. One is that I cannot afford to structurally fall apart again. So that's, that falling apart before was about um, I don't know if I'm on repeat, so just bear with me. That structurally falling apart was partly due to the relationship because, um, this is what I was saying before, because there was an interdependency and we weren't in alignment with that interdependency. So we were, we both had restrictions on, we both had limits to the, to the length of that interdependency. And that's fine. Right. Um, I didn't understand those limits for myself or for my my ex. So I didn't factor that in in terms of determining my own personal structural safety, my personal structural security. Okay, I wasn't completely delusional about uh, our structural security being mine. 
I wasn't delusional about it. I just was just not thinking clearly. I was, my judgment was clouded. All right, so that's one part of it. I've said this to you guys before. The other piece was that my, I, I had just closed my business. I had just closed my uh, school. Not and when you have when you've designed your own business, nothing compares to that. I remember somebody was like, "What are you going to do after this? What do you do after you've been able to build your ideal? I built my utopia." And this whole idea of going back to rebuild it, which is something I have entertained in an expanded version, because I can never go back and repeat a thing, but to do an expanded version, that no longer is as appealing to me. And I've always prided myself on there being one mastermind. And I, I mean, there's one thing that I'm masterminding, and it is, but that wasn't organizationally. Okay, so here, okay, I'm, I, I feel better now. I feel like I'm going to get, get to something. So I still believe I'm on, I'm still masterminding something big. But man, I would love to know what an INTP would say about this. Because an INTP uses TI first. And that TI can build frameworks. That's mm -hmm. some, a framework is something that you can mastermind. You could. I'm going to park that because I dare not fall into another rabbit hole. But I have been masterminding a thing. And that thing is a concept, it's a practice, and it's an organization. Or let me say it differently, it has branches to it. It's a concept. It also can roll out as a practice, and it also has been an organization. All of it relates to the same concept, though. And I've been on that track my whole career. Sometimes unconsciously, unknowingly. It's the one thing that drives me. And it's still on me. I just don't monetize it. Monetizing it isn't number one. One thing I didn't say to you guys when I hit the record button is that this is actually my take. Three. And I don't do this often. Usually I just, you get what you get. But I've just been so struggling in the, with this reflection. And I find myself sometimes when I'm struggling, I go off into these weird, really weird play territory. And it's okay, but it's not what, but it's not where I'm trying to go in terms of trying to figure something out. 
So in the first two attempts, I found myself really rambling into places that had nothing even to do with what I was trying to figure out. So I deleted it. So if I'm on repeat, please forgive me because I literally, this is my third attempt. But I said this either in this reflection or the one that I deleted is that one of my friends, I was with her yesterday and um, I was telling her how I was planning on responding to my job now that they've restricted my leadership abilities to the point where I can no longer do the things that I can no longer be effective. That's a non-negotiable for me, by the way. That's a non-negotiable. I told her how I was going to handle it. And her response would be, if it were me, it's about the money. You just do the thing that they ask you to do for the money. But it's never been about the money for me. The money has always been a bonus. I feel like I've said this already. But, okay, I'll, I'll say it again. It's never, the mo- money is a bonus for me. Now, I've taken jobs where I took massive pay cuts. As long as I can do the conviction for effectiveness, right? To produce a thing. Like I am more drawn to production and doing it well than I am about a paycheck. I just am like that. So I, my ex needed me to be more paycheck oriented. I get that. I get it. It's not me, but I understand that. My ex was an ISTJ, by the way. <laughs> So I believe that experience dating an ISTJ for 10 years um, and the fact that I wasn't, I was no longer keeping myself structurally safe individually created a very, very intense season of instructional, excuse me, of structural insecurity. Very intense structural insecurity. I was homeless, right? It's not me. I didn't have any money. It was just, it was, and I, I'm not going to go there again. So knowing that anything that I do moving forward must have a structural component to it. Okay. The INTJ professional. The Kingsley lady, the Kingsley chick, she said something else in her video that I thought was interesting. TE is about status. It's not just about production. It's not just about effectiveness. It's about status from the outer world. That's why a TE user can go inside of an organization and work their way up the hierarchy because the status of a thing. I don't really consider myself a status person based on position. But I do consider myself a status person based on I effectiveness. I was going to say identity, but that's, my identity is not located in the position. My identity is located in the production. 
And so when I'm in positions that don't allow me to produce at the level I am capable of, that's a problem. I will take a lower position if it means there's going to be greater room and freedom to do production. I've known I can do that. And and the money just is secondary for me. Of course, there has to be money so I can take care of myself. So where I'm dealing with now is though I have come to understand Unfortunately, that there is a status part of me that is connected to position. I don't think it's a lot, though. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to erase that. I'm going to keep that. But it's not a big deal. But it is on the table. I need to be honest. There is a part of me that is drawn to the status of position. Is this, there, I need to tell, that's part of the stack. But what's most important to me is the production. Okay. Let's go back to this thing called the assignment. My, the CEO put me over a school. I've ran, a, a, ran, I've run two schools before, but never inside of a larger organization. So basically, I was in charge of a single school district. Right now, I'm running a school inside of a district that has many schools. There are decision-making abilities I don't have that I had when I was a single school district. So I had the ability to make decisions as a school, and I had the ability to make decisions as a district. And right now, I only have, I did, I had school decision-making, and I don't even, the CEO has on Wednesday restricted my Restricted my ability. Restricted my decision-making ability. And um, that's that's something I'm going to, I've solved. It's solved already in my head. It's just a matter of executing the plan. I've already, it's already a matter of, excuse me, it's only a matter of executing the decision I have made. I've made a decision. I made it on Thursday. I started thinking about it on Thursday. I solidified it on Friday. That's not true. <laughs> yes, I solidified it on Friday. I'm just waiting to roll it out now. The question then, but there were, so the idea, Okay, so the, there was something, there's something in me that's deeply connected to running a school. Deeply. I mean, 
deeply. However, I'm never going to have the jurisdiction that I want unless I am a superintendent. And that's still not completely true. I know what the answer is. Okay, I'm getting close to the end of this reflection. I don't know if this is going to really help anybody. But let me, me, I'm going to try to, I'm getting ready to start lowering the plane, believe it or not. I'm getting ready to start closing. I don't know how long it's going to take, though. There's something deeply connected to me in running a school. But as a, but as a district decision maker and not a school decision maker. Okay, that's good. That's good framing. But even though that is deeply in me, there's something else that is more fundamental. There's something else in me that is more fundamental than running a school. And that's the idea of power and and teaching people about power and empowerment. And not just teaching people about it. That's not true. It's about the act of empowering. Here it is. I want to do... I want to expand my sphere of empowerment. And running a school grossly consumes my energy. And the reason I should I say grossly, but it's not bad. It's just extensively, it consumes, absorbs my energy. But it, I enjoy, I enjoy the, uh, the consumption of it all. So it takes all of my energy, but I am deeply satisfied there. Well, if I'm deeply satisfied there, why is that not enough? Because there's this other, okay, you guys, I'm in it. I'm, I'm finally where I need to be in this reflection. If there's something else that's out there that I'm, I really want to connect to, why won't I go after that? And that other thing is without form. It's not just without form because it hasn't, I haven't created it. It's without an organization. And the TE in my INTJ personality is drawn to the organization. But it, so this idea, this concept that I'm drawn to feels kind of INTP-ish because it's, it's being drawn to conceptual work that doesn't have an organizational form. 
And I don't know how to reconcile that. So I don't know if I said it in this version or in the, in the, in the take one or take two that I deleted. I am acting as though I'm struggling with the job. That's not true. That's, I did an episode called Beautiful Distraction. I'm not sure if, I think, but if I didn't, okay, I don't remember exactly what I was talking about in that episode, but what I'm saying this morning is a beautiful distraction. The job is a beautiful distraction because I get to be satisfied up until the CEO restricted me on Wednesday. I get to be deeply satisfied organizationally. I mean, deeply satisfied. But conceptually, nope. We're talking about a struggle between my top two functions. My NI and my TE. That's what we're, that's what I'm dealing with. And I don't hear people talking about a struggle in the top two functions. I hear people talking about a struggle between the middle functions, even the top and the first and the fourth cognitive function, but I don't hear the first, the first two. And I don't know what that means, but that's what the struggle is. And I can safely say that the con- the concept that I want to continue to build encompasses an organizational component, which would satisfy the TE. But in order to get that organizational component up, it will then require all of me, and I can't then go and pursue the other. Con- I can't linger into the concept. But this is what the real struggle. It's not about the job, and I'm like, it's it's capitalism. I don't even think it's about capitalism right now. But before I hit the record button, that's what I thought the struggle was related to. I don't know what the solution is. But because I've spent so much time in this reflection talking about structural security, that's important because I also have to factor in which one is going to give me the greatest structural security, and I don't know. Who's going to pay me at the level I'm getting paid now to talk about concepts? No, I don't think anybody's going to pay me when I, to talk about concepts, to build a concept. No. I might be able to go and get a grant, but I don't even have a desire to pursue the grant. Oh, my God. Something is coming to me right now. Why can't I? I feel like this is a lesson that has been on repeat for me. I'm really, this is a lesson that I keep having to learn over and over and over again. Why? Because what just hit me is that, no, you don't have to go and write the grants, but you can pay somebody else to do it. You don't have to build that organization. You can pay somebody else to do it. I just was talking to, I was hanging out with another friend yesterday and she just got hired. Check this out. She just got hired to be, well, she's just, she's, yeah, she just got hired to be the executive director of a non-profit 
I have a nonprofit. People are expecting me to be the executive director of it. I don't want to be it because I don't want to be consumed by it. You guys, I have the answer. I just got to figure out the strategy. All right, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I have to. There's something else here because it's it's about hiring. I've got to hire the person to do those things. Why do I have to keep learning that lesson? I don't know, but I'm going to, when I hit the stop button, I'm going to think about it. What is coming to me is that I need to hire a grant writer and an executive director to do that, that thing that needs to get done, but I don't want to be consumed by it because when I'm consumed by it, I am deeply satisfied, but there's something else that I also want to do. And I can't decide between the two. The reason why I can't decide between the two, because I believe I'm supposed to do both of those things. But I haven't really figured out or understood how to pursue both. Because I'm just one person. And what I have been told by the universe, right? That's the NIFI thing happening. What I have been told spiritually, if you will, is that I am, I have to stop thinking like an individual. I need to think as an institution. I'm an institution. I'm not an individual, but I keep thinking as an individual. And as a person that keeps thinking as an individual, I keep taking my ass, excuse me, into these organizations to be an individual because I like the organization part. I just have not been clear on, I need to rebuild an organization. And I am for, I am, I am, I am nervous about it because I don't want to just do that. I want to go to the concept part of me. There's a concept that I'm not done developing. And there's more work I want to do beyond the organization, even though the organization part of me is a must. I must satisfy that part of me. But I don't want to be limited to it, restricted by it. So I don't have an answer. But that's the problem. It is the organizational part of me and the conceptual part of me. I feel like there's a third component. There's a small people component, and I don't even know what to do with that either. See, that would make sense as an INTP. Even though as an INTP, that FE would be fourth in the stack, it would make sense. 
because there is a small people side of me that I want to connect that concept to people. I want to use that concept to make people's lives better. I primarily want to take that concept and make people's lives better by way of an organization. And that organization also deeply satisfies me. Dealing with people, even though I want to make people's lives better, dealing with people is a stressor for me. It gives me anxiety. It doesn't feed me the way if I could satisfy people by way of an organization. It'd be win-win. So I think I have I have the I have the problem clearly defined. I now have to begin to come up with a strategy to solve it. So I need to be an institution. An institution that includes an organization, the concept and the and, and, and impacting people's lives. And I'm afraid, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little afraid to own that. I'm afraid to own it, but that's the next level of the mastermind. I've been lingering here for three years, y'all. I've been lingering here. I'm afraid. I don't often say it. I'm not afraid of money, many things. I just am not. And I don't know what the fear is about. I don't know what the fear is about. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's about financially falling apart. I don't know if it's about losing my status. Um, uh, it's, it's probably both of those. <laughs> it's probably both of those. <laughs> it's what it is. I don't want to lose my status or my, I don't want to lose the money or the status. That's the TE. That's the TE conflict in me. That's T-E. I don't want to lose the status or the um, or the money. But the ironic part about it all, I'm not having them. I don't have the impact that I would have by trying to sell myself into labor, internal employment. It's not doing it. It's giving me a... It's giving me a blush, a blush of uh, a hint of the, it's a shadow of what is, a shadow of what's possible. And I need to come out the shadow. But this employment is about shadow work. It's not about shadow work the way we think about it with the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but it's about me working in the shadow. I'm in the shadow and I need to come out and I'm, I'm, oh my God, I know that's the answer. I know that's the answer. I just am not excited about it. (laughs) And I think if I were younger, I'd be like, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I got a decision to make. Either I'm going to do it or shut up about being 
miserable when people are not positioning me appropriately in these organizations. So while I can be drawn to the organization, I am not positioned properly and I can keep fighting them, keep fighting them. That's what I've been doing. Or I can use the energy, take that fight and you and fight the good fight. I'm fighting the wrong battle right now. I'm fighting the wrong battle because of fear. I never thought of myself as a fearful person. Never. Never. And it even makes me wonder if the whole concept, like the writing part of me, I want to write, even the blogging part of me, it makes me wonder if that's me moving into a five, disintegrating into a five out of fear when I'm really an organizational person. To run it. I'm going to think, I'm going to go think and go pray, y'all, because that's all I got. But I'm on vacation. That's what I needed. I needed a breakthrough. And so here we are. I don't know if this reflection has done anything for you, but if it has, please give it a heart. If me working through, uh, trying to get to what was it underneath it all, like what should I be doing? What should I be doing? Is I don't need to have this question again. I don't need to, I don't need to get on this podcast ever again to question what I'm, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? This is the answer. The real, now I need to figure out, do I need, do I need to grow up? Either what did, what did my granny say? Either piss or get off the pot. Get out the shadow. And if you've had this conversation or something similar, please take this link and share it out to the participants. And if I moved about, you know I was moving about in this reflection, right? If me moving about in this reflection caused some randomness in you, please find a way to share that with me. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Twitter, yournidom1. I'm up to 16 followers, y'all, on that account. Um, Yay. And YouTube, you're in IDOM. I've got three subscribers there. I'm excited. <laughs> Let me give you your assignment. I feel like this is a question I've asked you before, so I'm just going to be on repeat. What? How does fear show up in your life? How does, okay, I'm going to frame it like this. I've never framed it like this. How does fear show up in your life and what is it holding you back from? I feel like, I'm sorry, this seems so familiar. So how does fear show up in your life and what is it keeping? What is it holding you back from doing? What of your greatness in terms of who you have the potential to be, the greatness that you can be? It's being in hip, it's, it's hampered, stalled, restricted, limited because of fear. What is that thing? What is that thing? And then ultimately, what are you going to do about it?
because that's what I got to go. I'm going to stop this record button, get a cup of coffee, and I'm going to meditate. What am I going to do about it? You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. My goodness. Until I come back, be well. Bye.